Welcome to the Central Group Leadership Podcast, a podcast to inform, instruct, and inspire you toward creating community within your church. Here's your hosts, Pastor Anthony Matrone and Pastor Sarah Marsiglio. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Central Group Leadership Podcast. I am Sarah Marsiglio, and with me is a co-host. A co-host. That That's all I am to the you? The co-host of co-hosts. Anthony Matrone. <laughs> and we're so excited to jump into today's podcast. We hope this episode helps you lead your group members to closeness with God and with each other. Now, if you found this podcast and you don't attend Central, we want you to know that this is for you as well, and we're yes. excited to have you a part of it. Yep. If you are a group leader at Central, we have just some quick announcements we want to mention for you guys. We have the Night of Worship, February 6th, coming coming up. So feel free to come with your family or your group members. Just be there. It's awesome. Good time. Another thing to just be mindful is, is our parents not out kids night in February 11th. You want to be there for that. You want to be there. So for that. Sarah, I was really excited about this, yeah. but you know what I learned today? What'd you learn? That staff have to actually help. <laughs> so I was going to drop my kids off and have a night out with my wife. Oh yeah. But who's on staff? Me and my wife. So we'll be helping out. Actually, I'm really excited. It's now a family night. It'll be fun. I am am more than happy to be a part of that. Yeah, so we're excited. So what that night is from preschool, nursery, elementary, adolescence, the age, all the kids, bring them to us. Let us have a fun. Youth too. Yeah, yeah. All through high school and middle school. Bring them to us. We're going to have a fun night planned for them. It will be great for them. And it's a night for you and your significant other to just enjoy each other's company. We Let your group members know about it. Yeah. And last thing to be mindful of is our group leader brunch, February 26th. We are excited. This is maybe your second, third, fourth, fifth time hearing about this, but we're really excited. So plan on being there. At this point, I mean, they probably should have seen an RSVP formal invitation, right? So make sure you're filling that out. Yeah. Let us know. We're starting to plan for that event. It's going to be really fun. Super excited. Cool. Cool. Well, we talk a lot about uniqueness here at Central, right, Sarah? Yes, definitely do. Because we value it. We value people's skills, strengths, personalities. We even value that the fact that we all have different weaknesses right. as people. So true. Right? Um, and we want to highlight this concept within our groups, but we really want to highlight this today. Um, and because we are unique, our groups are also unique, so we need to be totally. thinking about how... Um, how we in really group meetings week to week could be unique because of that, right? So, right. Um, so there's no one description that fits each group. No. Um, and so we we really value that. We want to see you guys do well. So because of that, we actually invited Dr. John Spence for a conversation, whoop, whoop. and he is awesome and incredible man. Um, I've done a lot of work with him. Uh, Sarah has yeah. actually she was she was one of his students right. at Evangel. Uh, but let me tell tell you a little bit about John. Uh, he is a 1988 Evangel graduate. He has served in a variety of leadership roles on campus since he began in 1998. In addition to overseeing the Center for Student Success, Spence is an instructor in leadership studies, a faculty advisor for the EU Scholars Honors Program, an academic consultant for the EU football team, advisor to social science student teachers, and serves on various university committees. Jeesh. (laughs) Dr. John Spence, you are busy, man. He was just recently announced as Evangel's Interim Chief Academic Officer. Dr. Spence is a Gallup Strength Certified Strength Coach and a unique Life Design Certified Coach, which he utilizes to help a variety of ages 
find their God-given purpose and giftings. He is also a Missouri certified teacher in secondary education. What does he not do? (laughs) In 2020, Spence was named a 2020 icon of education by Ingram's Magazine for his servant leadership mindset and focus on educating the next generation of workforce leaders. Spence holds a Doctor of Education in Educational Leadership from University of Missouri at Columbia, a Master of Science in Education Administration from Missouri State University, and a Bachelor of Science in Social Science from Evangel. This is a really awesome conversation. I hope you guys enjoy it. All right, John. Well, thanks so much for being with us today. It's so good to have you. Yeah, it's great to be here with you. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about how to lean into your your group strengths. So the individual strengths of the people that are in your group. Right. And John Spence, he he does a lot of work with Gallup Strength Finder, um, which we use here at Central in our surf class. John, why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do with them? Sure. Uh, well, the the whole concept of strengths uh, education or, or working with people within their strengths is to recognize that often we spend a lot of time focused on the things that we were not good at. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that becomes really a tripping point for people. And what uh, Donald Clifton, the creator of, of this whole idea about leaning into your strengths and strengths-based education was the idea of what if we focused our energy on what's right what you do well, what you just naturally do. Mm-hmm. And, and when we do that, and one of the things that's made it so powerful at Evangel is that when we talk to students about the fact that God has called every person, he's given us a general calling because he says, hey, follow me. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a, it's just that simple. Uh, follow me. But the question oftentimes that we have that's obviously been promoted quite a bit is, uh, what would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. But I like to... Uh, I've, in some of the the instruction and some of the the mentoring I've received has been not so much what would Jesus do, but what would Jesus do if he was you? Mm. And I've I've also learned about uh, the definition of humility is knowing your place in this world and filling that capacity with what you bring. Every single person brings an incredible uniqueness to the world, and I think that's one yeah. of the reasons why I've, I've enjoyed thirty four years of education. Mm is because every day there's a whole new group of people. And when, when people recognize, oh, there's only one of me. You know, as Paul says, I'm a masterpiece. And I'm created to do something through Christ Jesus. There's great things ahead. So why not, why not focus my energies on what I already just naturally do? Mm-hmm. You know, things that just, and people look at you and you go, well, how do you do that? And you go, well, I don't know, I just do it. Well, that's just the grace of God. And as David writes in Psalm 139, that thing, those things that make us uh, wonderfully uh, creative. Yeah. So that, that's probably a really long explanation, but no, I mean, great. that's, that's what, that's, uh, that's the train I drive every day. That's awesome. Yeah, that's wonderful. And what I hear is this uniqueness and we know you've had mentorships with individuals and been able to identify and almost speak over them, the natural strengths they have. So where's the connection in the way that you conceptualize when you're mentoring and leading a group and understanding like each individual sure. has strengths, but yet this group is then going to have a strength right. because of that. So one of the things that Gallup does and, and um, a book that, that you all are familiar with and one that, that I really encourage my students to get involved with 
is the book called Strength Based Leadership mm-hmm. uh, by Tom Rath, and and it is a uh, it provides for people to see a little bit deeper dive than just because it's one thing to say, okay, there's my top five. Um, and then the next question is, now what do I do? Well, when you're working as an individual, and we all know this, uh, leadership is never developed in isolation. You know, we all have to recognize that our leadership is not about the guy who has the loudest voice or the one who raises his hand first all the time in class. Uh, everyone is a leader. So right. Everyone is. And so what, what we do is take the, the, the strengths, and they're spread out across. There's 34 strength themes. Mm-hmm. And they're spread out across a, a matrix of leadership domains. And when you look at that and look at what you bring to the table or those in your team. So let's talk about the team. Mm-hmm. And you have a team of, say, nine or ten uh, individuals. And you look at what their five look like across this matrix. There are those who actually lead with executing strengths. They've got this, they're like, I've got vision, i got a picture for what's mm. going to happen. Or they may lead uh, through the, the power of influence. They have a voice, they have the ability to communicate, the ability to motivate people just by how they operate naturally. Or they may be ha- have their, their balance of their strengths in relationship building. They're the glue. They know how to galvanize people yep. and delegate and and people just say, okay, I'll, you, you said I'll do it. And then there are those who are in strategic thinking. And those strategic thinkers are the ones that they're like, I, I, I have a plan. And I've thought this through. And they're trustworthy with this plan. Now, nobody can be well-rounded. Yep. I'm thankful that I think we've, we've <laughs> that, that ship has sailed. And people recognize that, you know, I've, there are certain things that I can do and there are certain things I cannot do. So an individual can't be well-rounded, but if you've got a team that is, now you're cooking with gas. Right. You know, and as a leader, what's really important is to have that, that matrix and looking like with, with my team at Evangel, we have some like strengths, but we have some differences. So together, you know, we're kind of like gumbo, you know, we just kind of work it and know how each other operates. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, when you do like that, you're not dependent upon the person who's totally in charge to be the one who's given all. Yeah, you have to have that person that people turn to for direction. Yep. But that person at the top may not be an executor, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, he may be a relationship builder. Mm-hmm. You know, most of mine are in influencing. But, you know, I also have people on my team that are strategic thinkers mm. that I'm like, hey, I, n- I need you to help me decipher this. You know, show me where the tumblers are hitting on this. So uh, all that to say, what, what's super helpful is that when you can look at it and really study it and know what these people are bringing to the table, as, as leaders, you can actually position people or call upon them in those moments mm-hmm. where they're like, hey, can you... Can you do, and you know, Sarah, you, you know how we do this. So it, yeah. that's kind of how yeah. it. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Well, and what StrengthsFinder has done for me just personally um, in, my, in my role at, at, at the church and my, my role in my family. I mean, it's just to be able to know what I'm good at mm-hmm. and just be okay with yeah. those things yeah. is so big and mm-hmm. has really just paid dividends in my life. Um, and now, obviously, 
not all of our group members are going to be centering around strengths and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff as far as strengths finder goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So can you talk and real quick plug for serve class? If you do <laughs> want to know that you can come to serve class and get strengths finder yes. for free. So come to that. Um, but talk to us about just in a, in a, in a group setting that maybe has no idea what Gallup strengths finder is. How do you kind of galvanize those, those, hidden maybe strengths or, 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 or how do you, how does a leader maybe pull those things out and figure out what, what that, what that, what is that person strong at and how can they kind of contribute and pull that out? Well, and I, I think, you know, supernaturally when, when you're working with others, uh, the, the edge that we have is when we pray for those individuals that we're leading, you know, to yes. constantly, mm. uh, in, in my role, I have to remember to do that because as a practitioner, and a guy who just goes, you know, there's a moment where, and I never, I've learned this, but I never want to be one of those guys that says, oh, well, I guess we better pray about it. You know, right. Mm. When, you know what, if, if that was my first step before I teed this thing up, I probably would have a little bit more insight. Yeah. And, and the thing is to, to pray that, that God will illuminate what people bring to the table. And mm. I, and I, I try to help people understand it. And there, there's several ways when, when I, try to help people understand how this all plays out. So we talk about things like uh, rapid learning, uh, a phrase called rapid learning. So with that, it's, it's like, what's something that you do? And I ask the question, what's something that you do that's, just super, that's really easy for you, but you know it's not easy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I am not mm-hmm. a mathematician, mm-hmm. but because I married into good genetics, all my children are. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so <laughs> you must are. feel left out though a little yeah. bit on that. You know what? I'm okay with that. I'm so good at delegating. You know? <laughs> that's, that's a, that, that is a good strength. But, right? it's, but it is, it's, it, I cheer my children on when they, when they work through the foil, but I get all tangled up, yeah. you know? So n- nevertheless, I don't feel bad, but I'm excited for that. But it's one of those things where I ask students questions. Well, tell me, what, what is it that you – and they'll just – they'll mention something that they're, that they're good at. And then what we do is go into the, the intestines of that and say, well, let's talk about what does that really mean to mm. you? What is it mm. that makes that exciting for you? Uh, I look at uh, things like deep satisfaction. There are things that you do that just – that. That's and I always say it like this: it just speaks to your soul. There's something to that. Yeah. Or there's a sanctuary. I refer to it as a, there's a sanctuary that you go to. There's a place mm-hmm. that you find. That's where I'm at peace. Now, for some people, it might be uh, working in a church setting. Uh, it might be in a school. It might be in a, a corporation. Regard, there's a reason why they're, that's no accident. That's not something that they had to take a seminar on. Right. Right. And then there's the concept of timelessness, which is super fun because I always ask them, well, when were you doing something where you, you just, you got, you know, into it and all of a sudden three hours went by and you didn't know what happened. And that's really fun to watch people talk about it mm-hmm. because we get excited about the things we do. And then when they get talking about themselves, it's even more fun. So that helps me yeah. when I'm talking to people who've not taken the, the strength fire because it's, it's a good setup to say, let me just show you something. This, this is totally painless. It's going to take 30 minutes of your life. Yeah. And, hey, there are plenty of skeptics mm-hmm. out there. I mean, trust me, you know, I've, I've, I work with people all my life. So mm-hmm. I know there are those who take it because they have to. 
And then there's, so the li- life is the bell curve always. Yep. Early adopters, mm-hmm. people who have to get talked into it, and then those who would still want to rub sticks together. Right. You know, and, and that's just like, that's just the way it is. It's the parable of soils, right? Right. Yep. So yep. Um, what you hope for is that these people down here at this early adopter stage will influence these people who, who still believe in a horse-drawn carriage, you yeah. know? So that's kind of the way I look that's at good. it. That's good. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about this, what I'm hearing is this philosophy of delegating almost in the sense of instead of just having group members take an active participational stance and be involved by just, oh, do this because someone needs to do it. Now you're putting the why behind it, though. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. you're able to identify this is why I want you to be active yeah. in this way. This is why I want to allow you because it is your strength. This right. is something you can bring to the table that would add value to us as a whole. And so if I'm, you know, you're talking to group leaders. And so in the sense of, can you just speak to the idea of delegation from that philosophy of the why? The why we're having you do it because we see it as a strength. Well, I, I look at it like this, and it's um, it's the whole concept. And uh, trust me, I'm not a scholar of Socrates, but it was mm. him who said, uh, an unexamined life is not a life that can be really well mm. lived. That's a total paraphrase, but nevertheless, I believe that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That what we're called to do now, and, and, and this is so, so if I go spiritual on you on this one, this is really believe <laughs> this. Um, I don't think that our greatest challenge is people stampeding toward you know, really evil things. Mm. Our real challenge are basically two things, uh, busyness mm. and comparison. And I can, I, I, can, I can just land on those two. Wow. Because what happens is, and I talk to students all the time about this. I'm like, so how are you doing? Well, I'm busy. I'm like, is that it? Mm. I said, you're not really getting anything done. You're just, you're just, you know, taking time to do a bunch of things. Because I want them to understand there's a difference between industry and busy. Yeah. You know, industry is purposeful. So I try to get them to think like that. Am I, and I ask the question myself every day, am I industrious? Mm. So God calls us to be industrious. And, and I was reading, I was reading to my wife this morning, this devotional I was, I was in. It was like, you know, God created the garden. It was perfect, but he put man there to work it. Yeah. Mm. And, yep. and yep. to make it better. You know, he gave us this yep. creative thinking. And it's super fun because there's a one in 34, pardon me, one in 33 million chance that someone is going to have the exact same top five signature strength themes as somebody else in that same order. Hmm. Now, they may have the same five, but in a different order. Now, there's a one in 250,000 chance of that happening. Mm-hmm. So looking at those hmm. odds, there's only one of you. Yeah. And yeah. when you recognize that and you teach that and say, there's only one of you, this is that. super important that you hmm. know who you are, that you know what you bring to your table. Now, your talents hmm. are not your personality. That's just how you do what you do. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't have time to get into the Enneagram, but that's why you do what you do. Okay? Yeah. But for leaders to be able to say, you know what? God has his hand on you. He doesn't have his hand just on the people on the Friday night at youth camp who says, I'm called into missions. God has, we are, as my friend Marty Middlestead says, we are a kingdom of priests. I think that's how he says yeah. it. So I hope yep. I don't no, misquote him. Right. But, yeah. but it's the, I, I believe that. You look across the landscape of every church, and there's a handful of people who are on the church staff that God has called them there. But there's a whole bunch more people who are there who, by the grace of God, have these gifts 
and they go in, and the very presence of the Holy Spirit makes them incredibly influential through what they bring to the table, wherever yeah. they are. Yeah. Mm. And I dig that. That's awesome. So, well, I mentioned our serve class a minute ago, and first off, John, you were actually pretty influential right. in us creating that here at Central. Well, I mean, cool. we, we asked John to come and, and just talk about strengths with us, and I mean, you really helped us kind of get through uh, really a year-long process mm-hmm. of what that was going to look like. And that, that has really built our yeah. volunteer teams over the last few fun. years, which is just awesome. So thank you for that. You bet. Um, but in that surf class, we always we always make the point to say, and I think people need to re- be reminded of this, is that finding out what you're good at is actually an act of worship. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is it not? Yeah. I mean, yeah. talk about I mean, that. Yeah, so, it, so I, I show this uh, TED Talk of, of Rick Warren in one of my classes, and I, I love it so much, but... He he said something that I always want my students to to get if if they're if they're actually, you know they pay attention really well so I'm thankful for that because uh, I try not to show them anything is boring but this one is so critical because he says I believe and I I I buy into this so much I believe that God is thrilled when He sees us doing yeah. what we love mm-hmm. to do that we're do using these talents you know because I think about it and I and I talk to. I get the opportunity to talk to a lot of recruits, particularly athletic recruits who come in and I get a chance to spend time with them Mm -hmm. because our department really helps keep them on the the road and give them accountability academically while they're, they're Mm -hmm. investing in their scholarships. But I'm like, you know, I'll get them up and stand them up and I'll stand between three of them, you know, so an offensive lineman who's nearly 300 pounds and a (laughs) wide receiver who's about, you know, it's, you know, four or five inches taller than me. And I hold them really close. I'm like, take a look at us. I know you have a hard time determining who's who, Mm. but the whole idea that the uniqueness of each individual that God has gifted this young man to do some things that I cannot do that this young man can do. It's just, it's really super fun to give that visual aid and for people to rise up and say, I'm on a mission. Hmm. I'm on a mission. You know, I'm uh, when I we we can get so caught up and have our nose down at what must I do today? And yes, that's important. We only have 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Eternity exists in yesterday and today. Mm-hmm. We can do nothing about our history, and we certainly can do nothing about tomorrow. Right. But today, I've got 24 hours. What's my mission today? And what are the things that are going to get me? there and what am i bringing to the table to make it happen mm-hmm. and and that's if it if you live like that mm-hmm. then suddenly busyness becomes industry and if i focus on just the blessing and and taking a deep breath and going i take pleasure in doing this yeah you know eric little's uh quote that i wish i was the one who created where he's where he he speaks about the fact that he was a world-class athlete in 1924 and he also was a missionary for China. And, and he was, he, he made this statement. He says, I believe God made me for a purpose. He made me for China, but he also made me fast. Mm. And when I run, I feel the Lord's pleasure. Wow. And I'm like, Oh, I wish I created that, that quote because that so would look cool. good on a t-shirt. But I mean, it's just one of those things where I think about a lot. Yeah. And, uh, but I probably don't think about it as much as I should. Yeah. And I think if everybody got a hold of that thought yeah. in that moment when they're doing what they love to do, mm-hmm. it's like, oh man, I feel the Lord's pleasure on me. Cool stuff. Wow. So great. All right. So, I don't know if I'm answering. No, you know, this has been, this this has been amazing. Really I'm really great. enjoying this. Right. 
and keep s- this going for 45 minutes. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so in someone who's listening to this, who's maybe unsure on what are my unique individual strengths that delight the Lord, that I feel just a sense of being with myself in tune with myself, like mm-hmm. what would be a next step to start discovering that or just at least exploring yeah. it even. Well, it's it's easy to to latch on. And of course, I would point them to you all to mm-hmm. to direct them to because if if taking this serve class mm-hmm. is is the first step. Because when I look at uh, the life of Christ, and I and I just believe this, He made it so simple. You know, He just said, "Just follow me." Yeah, mm-hmm. just follow me. And following Christ is not it, it's it's not rocket science. It's super simple. But it's the most difficult thing you'll ever have to do because what you have to do is recognize, okay, what are my cravings? Hmm. What are my fears? What are the things that, that become the filter between me and my faith? But you take one step forward and you say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to test out this. I'm going to test drive this class. Hmm. They're going to give me a free opportunity to take this as opposed to paying 20 bucks. Right. And we're going to have the dialogue. I'm going to dialogue with people about this to flesh out what does this really mean? Yep. And then you get the opportunity to play it out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can read a lot of books about leadership. There's a lot of really good ones out there. And if you stack them on top of one another, they all say the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's just got different words because people try to sell mm-hmm. their own books. Yep. You know, but, I mean, I, I, I just believe this, that when you, when you get out there and you get in it, and there's a pleasure that happens that only the Lord can give you when you're like, man, I am doing what I'm uniquely designed to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, such power in that. It's yeah. amazing. It's cool. It's amazing. Well, John, this has been really, really rich yeah. conversation. Hey, and we didn't Fun. have to do anything, which is great. <laughs> listen to John talk, and it's been <laughs> so awesome. I will. I, I do have to say, there's a reason why Sarah is here right. on staff. Yeah. And you have a lot to do with that. Mm-hmm. I, I remember I, I, I emailed John one day, and I said, hey, I got to hire somebody. Who should I hire? And I mean, he pointed me right to there Sarah. She is. Right yeah. immediately. Yep. And yeah. she took the job and it's been just an amazing thing. Well, so I just I, appreciate yeah. what you do at Evangel. Thank you. Mentoring students. Right. And, I mean, man, it's, it's really awesome. Well, you know, I was one of those guys that was like, okay, when I was a student, I'd, and, and this may speak to somebody who's listening, but mm. uh, it's super easy to watch somebody at, you know, at my stage in life and say, well, that's probably the way it's always. No, it has not. Mm. You know, I was, uh, I was kind of take my B and flee kind of student because school got in the way of my social life. I liked, mm. I liked college. I loved high school uh, because I loved all the people I was around, yep. but it wasn't because I was, you know, <laughs> so dialed into school stuff, but, right. but the Lord had on my heart people. Mm. And I, I was like, whatever it is, I, I'm not, I'm just learning how to obey, but I'll go. So he sends me to 10 years in eighth, seventh and eighth grade. And, I owe to give what I am today to those young people yeah. now because <clears throat> I've matured and, and I hope that they've forgiven me for all of my <laughs> immaturity at the time. But, you know, the one thing that I learned when I was a student at Evangel was that I just remember there are moments of quiet desperation that each of us have. And I was sitting in chapel and my dad was speaking that day mm. and and I, I try not to miss any of his chapels because those were worth listening to. Yep, and absolutely. And I don't remember <clears throat> the only thing I remember about the sermon. I, I can tell you where I sat in that chapel, mm. and he began to talk about Barnabas, the son of encouragement. And I, I kid you not, I still remember it. And and it was in that moment where I was like, 
Lord, I can be that guy. <laughs> I can be I, that. I can do, wow. mm. and and that became the platform for you know what I would become. I had a long way to learn it. Still trying to figure it out, but. Um, you know, blowing purposeful sunshine in people's lives is a yeah. good thing, yeah. you know, yeah. and believing for people that there is a great future right. in spite of all of the rough terrain that we're in, you know. And I just have to believe that when Christ got around people, that they just wanted to spend time with him. Yeah. You know, they just, they, they felt they, there was a supernatural belief that God had their hand on them, mm. you know. Yeah. So I'm, I believe that. Oh, wow. Uh, and I appreciate everything you guys are doing. Yeah. You know, this is this is purposeful action that gives people a reason to not just go to church, but actually see the reason why mm-hmm. they're a part of a body of believers. Yeah, you're right. And, you're it, right. and it bleeds out into whatever it is they do yeah. beyond this. So. Wow. so thanks for inviting me. Yeah, yeah, this has been so great. You. Thank you so much for yeah. taking your time to do this. <laughs> really appreciate you, John. Yeah, Absolutely. It. Thank you. Wow, what a great conversation that was with Dr. John Spence. We so appreciate him taking time aside to come and share with us. And, you know, he believes in Central. He believes in you guys. Something you don't know, just because you weren't in the room, is recently Dr. Spence had a pretty tragic accident Mm -hmm. to both of his knees. So when he came in, I mean, it wasn't easy. I'm not going to say this was a simple uh, task for him, but he did it because he wanted to be here. He wanted to be able to share and just pour into you guys. So even an extra, thank you. Yeah. Big. Thank you. Now he said a lot of things that we could pull and focus on. And we have two questions we want you to be thinking about and asking yourself. The first one, what is God illuminating in my group? We want you to be looking for the skills that are showing up, the personality traits, the strengths that are happening. And when you take time to look for these, you'll start noticing them pretty quickly. And then when you notice them, speak to them. This will be a skill set and honestly a discipline that will not only bless you, not only bless group members, but also deepen your group development. Yeah. And speaking of skills and strengths, um, you know, he mentioned uh, shifting that question from what would Jesus do to what would Jesus do if he was you? Mm -hmm. So what would Jesus do if he was a group leader like you are? So think about the specific giftings that you've been given that, that uh, from God, the specific personality personality that you have, um, and allow the, those things to be explored and utilized within your group. Think about, you know, you've been created um, uh, uniquely as a specific right. creature that, that, that is made in the image of God, mm-hmm. um, and you have specific gifts that, quite honestly, he's, been, he's given to you for this very time as a group leader. Right. So. How can you use those things uh, to, to, to bless your group, to minister to your, to your group? Man, we had, had such a fun time with this yeah. conversation. We really appreciate you. If you liked this episode, be sure to subscribe, first of all, because when you subscribe, it's easier to get them, yep. get the new episodes. We do have another one coming up in a couple of weeks, but also leave a review. Yeah. Only if you liked it, though. <laughs> right? Right. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, but anyways, but we really appreciate you guys listening, and uh, we hope to, to, to be with you in a couple of weeks. See you next time.